Hi, this is Steve Thomas, pastor of the First Baptist Church at Delray Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We study God's Word to apply it to our lives in order to make a difference in this life and in eternity. We hope you enjoy this message. We cry out, we cry out. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you all today. We continue our series called Recover. Becoming what you were made to be. Becoming what you were made to be. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? We are all out of God's design originally. We need the gospel to bring us back to what God wants us to be. We need to repent and receive the gospel and then pursue and recover from who we were to who God wants us to be. So this series is all about the basics of following Jesus. How does that work? How do I follow him on a daily basis? We've, we've talked about repentance. We've, we've talked about how we got in this shape. We've talked about a lot of the initial aspects. And today, we're going to talk about building healthy habits. Building healthy habits. Now, you all look pretty healthy right now, I have to say. You look good. You look good, and probably a lot of you have some very good, healthy, physical habits. And maybe we could all improve, right? Maybe some of you, you're, you're really good at eating well, and you know all the organics and all the right things to eat and the things not to eat, and mostly you stick to that. Or some of you are really good in exercise, and you, know, you have developed great exercise habits, and you're going to the gym, or you're walking on the beach, or you're, you have a plan and you have a regimen that you stick to, and you're good at that, and you've developed that over the years. Others of you, you're, you're really good at your schedule. You make sure that you don't overcommit. You don't uh, build too much stuff into your life that you never have time to rest. Or maybe you're, you're really good at making sure you keep your doctor's appointments, right? Man, the older you get, the more time you spend in those waiting rooms, Right? It's so like every, well, let's stop talking about that. But there's a sense of, in our lives, that we have to develop some healthy physical habits. And certainly COVID affected that, right? I mean, will you ever wash your hands the same again? I mean, you learned to wash your hands while singing happy birthday, right? Isn't that what we all learned? And you never pass those, those sterilizer things without going, well, I better sterilize. I don't know what I've touched, you know? Um, we've, we've learned how to, we, we don't get as close to each other typically right now either, right? We kind of think, well, let's keep some distance. And that's really good. I think it's hurt the breath men industry, but in general, I think it's, I think it's a really good idea. You know, let's, let's, we don't have to be crawling all over each other. Um, we learned some things. We learned some, maybe some healthier habits um, during COVID. I'm grateful, uh, Linda, we grew up as a uh, uh, active children, we learned to play well. Our parents led us to do that. They, they had us with bicycles, and they taught us to play ball, and they played ball with us. And Linda was an outstanding athlete, incidentally. I just want to share that. Um, and uh, I could not run her until I was like 20. So, and she's, well, she's a little bit older than me. Um, but I'm glad I learned those, some good, you know, healthy exercise habits because I learned, I love to play ball. I love to run and I, I love to ride my bike. I like to love to do all those things. So I developed some healthier physical habits just out of the joy of it and learning the fun of it. And you feel good after you do it. Um, but what about spiritually? 
how do we develop healthy spiritual habits? Too often we just say, well, you come to Jesus, you receive Jesus, and, and you just kind of float along the rest of your life, right? No, actually, there needs to be some intentionality behind it. It's really what church is all about. It's to help us build some healthy spiritual habits. So this morning, that's what we're going to look at in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now, if you're new to us, know that we preach through large sections of Scripture typically. Now, during this series, we are taking the journey into some very specific passages to look at some key issues. Normally, we preach through long books of the Bible, like we'll be in Acts in a couple of weeks, and we'll finish up Acts. We've been in it all year. But Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42 deals with an issue of spiritual habits and spiritual priorities. And it talks about two sisters named Mary and Martha. So look with me in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. The word of the Lord says this. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Now, in this culture, in this society, that's a very, a very hospitable uh, society and culture, and the woman of the house would generally welcome guests into her home. Now, this woman, Martha, we know from the book of John, chapter 11 in particular, she and her family, her sister Mary, her brother Lazarus, were close to Jesus. We don't know at what point in the relationship this happens, but apparently they're close enough that he would naturally expect to stay in their home. And Martha has welcomed him into her home. She's probably the older sister at this point, and she's probably the matriarch of the home, and she welcomes Jesus to come into my house and this be a place of refuge. Probably was a normal place for him to stay. Uh, this, is a, this is likely in the town of Bethany, which is really just right outside of Jerusalem, kind of a, a, kind of a safe place for Jesus to rest his head, if you will, and to, and to stay. And so Martha welcomes Jesus into her home, and then the fun begins. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Now that sounds innocuous, right? That's good. I mean, she's listening to her guests. I mean, honestly, when people come to our house, typically I'm really happy for Julie to do the engaging part of this, because I'm a little bit extroverted, I mean introverted, and she's a lot extroverted. So if she's, if she's busy in the kitchen or something, I, don't, I kind of don't know what to say. How you doing? It's good weather we're having, huh? How about those dolphins? I mean, I run out of stuff to say kind of quickly. Some of you are much better at that. You're extroverted. You're, you're good at talking. But it's very interesting because Mary's not doing the expected thing. Because in those days in particular, the woman was supposed to be providing hospitality. And so she is supposed to be busying herself around, bring it around the iced tea, you know, bring it around some cookies or some initial appetizers, making the guests feel welcome, making sure everything's fine, you know, making sure that he has everything he needs. That's really what Mary's supposed to be doing culturally. That's the normal thing to do. But Jesus didn't call us to be normal, did he? He is calling us to be different, and he's doing something different right now, and Mary recognizes it. Mary is sitting at his feet, and she's listening. 
catch this. Mary makes it a priority to listen to Jesus. She is going against uh, social mores. She is risking, alienating, and irritating her sister. She is sitting and listening to Jesus. It's a top priority. And listen, let me just say, if you're going to hear from Jesus, you're going to have to make it a priority. Or you really aren't going to hear much. It's a top priority for her. It's even more important to her than trying to meet his needs. She's listening to Jesus. So that's a priority for her. Also, she takes a position of humble submission as she's listening. She's sitting at his feet. It's like Jesus is sitting in the big easy chair in the center of your living room, and Mary is on the floor at his feet. Now, there may have been other people there. Luke doesn't tell us. doesn't matter, really. But Mary is sitting there at his feet, almost like a child. Tell us another story, Daddy. Tell us more. Can I just hear more of your teaching? She sits at his feet. Now, sometimes when people want to hear from Jesus, when we you know, want to hear something from God, we say, Jesus, tell us whatever you want to tell us as long as it's in this narrow range, right? Tell me how to deal with my annoying friend, all right? Tell me how to take care of my boss that's really driving me crazy. Tell, I just want to hear about, no, she's saying, I want to hear whatever you have to say. It's a very submissive, very open way of responding to Jesus. She's sitting on the floor at his feet. I want to hear whatever you have to tell me. I'm not going to limit it. I just want to hear from you. It's a beautiful picture. So she has a priority to listen. She takes a position to listen, and she actually listens. Now, listening is different from hearing, isn't it? You can hear a lot of stuff, but are you really listening? Now, sometimes I think listening is a lost art. There's so, many, there's so much noise going on around us that we just have a hard time honing in on actually hearing what someone has to say. I mean, so much of our lives, we, we, we take in so much media, and we always know you can hit you can hit replay, right? And you can hear it all over again. But Mary is sitting and she's listening. And the Greek word there is an imperfect and it means that she continues to listen. It's an ongoing. It's not like she just heard a little bit and a little bit. She's taking it all in. She's bringing everything that Jesus is saying and she's trying to get it into her life. She's sitting and she's listening. It's an incredible picture. It's one we should seek to emulate. But I love how the Bible always tells the other side of the story. And it always kind of points out the flip side. You got Mary, and then you got Martha. And Martha may be a lot like a lot of us, typically. Listen to what Martha says. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to Jesus and said, I, which is, I mean, she goes up to Jesus in the midst of him speaking. 
this brilliant teacher that may not have known he was God at this point, but he's this brilliant, well-known teacher. He's traveling the region. Everyone follows him around. Very important person. In the middle of him teaching, speaking, she goes up to Jesus and says, Lord, do you not care that she's not helping me? Now, I don't know. That's not an to anybody I know. I'm just saying it's just, just a cranky voice I'm trying to... Can you not, do you not care that she's not helping me? She's left me to serve alone. Tell her then to get up and help me. Tell her to get up off of her duff. Get in here. I mean, she's just sitting there. I'm in here working hard. This is the most important part of the whole party. I'm going on. I'm fixing food. My hors d'oeuvres are about ready to come out of the oven. I got to get the drinks out. And what is she doing? She's sitting here listening to you. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Martha's complaining that Mary is listening to Jesus. See, Martha is distracted in the same way that Mary is listening. It's the same verb form. She's distracted with much serving. You see, Martha's priority is to serve Jesus. Mary's priority is to listen Jesus. Martha is missing hearing from Jesus because she's trying to serve Jesus. Now understand, serving Jesus is really important, but if you haven't listened first, how do you even know what to do? Martha's trying to provide for the physical needs of the one who could feed thousands of people with a small lunch. Her priority is wrong. And her position is not like Mary sitting submissively on the floor listening to Jesus. Martha is all over the place, right? She's buzzing around the kitchen. She's going up into the extra bedroom. She's changing the sheets. She's running around the house. She's making sure everything's ready. So all this is happening. All this distraction is happening. So her position, rather than be submissively listening, Martha's distracted, and busy. And instead of listening to Jesus, she's trying to serve Jesus. And it's really irritating her. It's really, I mean, you've never been irritated at a sibling, right? You never had that happen, or, or a husband, or a child. You've got to be helping me. What are you doing? So much so that she really embarrasses herself. Has ever happened to you? Trying to get stuff done. No one's helping me. Well, maybe what you're trying to do might not be the most important thing to do right at this moment. See, Mary somehow knows in her heart that the most important thing to do right now is to hear from Jesus. But Martha does what is normal. To scurry around and try to serve Jesus. This is how we are. We really like to do stuff and achieve stuff and then to point to Jesus and go, wasn't this meal incredible? Oh, I wasn't listening to you for the last hour while you've been sharing the truth of the universe and how, how your whole ministry is going to tell I wasn't listening, but isn't this meal nice? That's how we are. Most of us are Marthas, truth be told. I apologize if your name is Martha. It's a great name, really. 
I don't want you to be going around saying, oh, you're Martha, uh, you know. I know a lot of great Marthas. And Martha comes out great in the end. But I love how the Bible points out Martha's just like all of us. We so want to show Jesus all the good stuff we can do. And he's saying, listen, I got stuff for you to do, but you're going to have to hear me first. You're going to have to hear me first. So she goes and tells Jesus, would you tell her to start helping me? I mean, just embarrasses herself and kind of makes for a very uncomfortable situation if you're in the room right there. You know, what's Jesus going to do? Which sister is he going to side with? We got to eat, right? I mean, do they call, they call takeout? Are we getting delivery? What's happening? We're all hungry here. Um, I love Jesus' response in verse 41. But the Lord answered her, and you can almost see him shaking his head, right? Martha, Martha. And you feel like he just kind of left it hanging there for a minute, don't you? You just feel in the room, and Jesus looks at her and he goes, Martha, Martha. Pregnant pause. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Let me just say this. If you're anxious and troubled, a really good next move would be to listen to Jesus. Jesus, I need to hear you. I mean, it's a normal thing, right? Our lives normally make us anxious and troubled. Are we going to step back and say, I just want to hear from Jesus for a while now? Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary or one thing is needed. The word there really means one thing is needed that is lacking. We don't have it, but it needs to happen. Uh, One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion or the good thing. And it'll not be taken away from her. We don't really know how Martha responded. But you're like, wait a minute, Jesus, you're supposed to help me out here. This is the normal thing she's supposed to do. And Jesus said, listen, I'm changing what's normal because that's not what's necessarily godly. She's chosen what matters is she needs to listen to me first. Mary, Martha, don't miss this. Somehow Mary had developed a spiritual habit of listening to Jesus. And if you're thinking, how do I walk with Jesus? How do I follow him? What's my practice? The number one thing you've got to get in your mind is everything that you do, every practice that happens in your life has to be designed to help you listen to Jesus. Don't get distracted on doing all sorts of things to please Jesus. He wants you to hear him first so you know how to do things to please him, to be on his team, to be a part of what he's doing. You say, well, how do I, you know, I don't understand this listening to Jesus part. I love the fact that, I love how Henry Blackaby used to describe an experience in God. He said, God speaks through his word, through prayer, through his people, his church, and through circumstances. See, God is absolutely speaking. He's written a whole book to us. If you really want to know what God thinks and what he wants you to do, know his word. Read his word. He speaks through that. He speaks through prayer. He speaks through simply saying, God, I I want to listen. I want to hear from you. He speaks through his church, his body, through other followers of Jesus. And he speaks through 
the opportunities and the circumstances that we have, but he will never speak to you contrary to his word. You see, sometimes people come to church and we come to church not so much to hear from God as it is to please God. And we think, you know, God's going to be so happy that I came today. And he is happy. But that's not why we come. We come to worship him and to hear from him. Excuse me. Do you expect to hear from God in his house? I mean, is everybody else's house you go to, you expect to hear from them, right? Do you expect to hear from him? <coughs> you see, spiritual habits, spiritual habits are all about hearing from God. And sometimes we call spiritual habits or practices spiritual disciplines. I don't like this word. Because when I think of discipline, I think of getting in trouble. Do you? Well, you know, we got to discipline Steve again. You know, Linda and I never got disciplined when we were kids, right? Um, but dis spiritual disciplines are not a bad word. I, I would rather say spiritual practice. There's some great books, Dallas Willard's book, Spirit of the Disciplines, Richard Foster's book, Spiritual Disciplines, talk about all the ways that you can learn how to basically form your life to follow Jesus, talks about this discipline of prayer, discipline of fasting, discipline of worship, all those kinds of things. I, I like John Mark Comer's book a little better. It's newer, and it kind of makes it a lot simpler. I like easy things, and uh, he talks about there's four basic areas of, of disciplines that can help you, and he talks about silence and solitude. Man, the older I get, the more I love silence and solitude. Just give me some quiet. Let me be alone with you, Lord. Let me block out all the distractions. Let me hear from you. Give me some silence and some solitude. When he talks about Sabbath, people say, well, you know, I have to work on Sunday. Listen, Sabbath rest is about there being one day a week that you don't do stuff that's not, that has to be done. Rather, you worship you rest, you feast, you celebrate. It's a day aside. It's a day apart. It's key if you're going to listen to God. But you practice a Sabbath day, a day of rest, a day to honor Him, a day to not do anything that has to be done. Comer also talks about uh, simplicity. Sometimes our lives get so full of stuff of material things. We're constantly taking care of all kinds of stuff and we really don't have time to focus on God. And sometimes we just need to eliminate some things in our lives. Do I really need that? Do I really need to have that in my life? Is that really necessary? Everyone else says you got to have this. Everyone else says you need to be on social media four hours a day. Do I really need that every day? Everybody else says you need this particular car, this particular uh, clothing or whatever it is. We need to kind of simplify our lives. So we can hear from God. And then my favorite is, is you need to slow down. Slow down. And you know, even people who aren't terribly busy can need to slow down as well. Because we can get going so fast, even doing just regular tasks, that we don't stop and hear from God. 
See, sometimes when we find ourselves irritated over not enough people helping us serve Jesus, maybe we're out of balance in our listening and our serving. And we need to stop and go, God, I need to listen more and maybe quit trying to impress you with my serving. Because maybe what I'm doing doesn't need to be done right now. Maybe the thing that's, that you're constantly trying to show God how wonderful you are, maybe that doesn't have to be done right now. Maybe what you need to be doing is listening to him. Taking in what he is saying. You see, we shouldn't be trying to serve our way into his good pleasure. It's so typical of us. God, I did this great thing. Don't you please with me? Listen, he's already pleased with you if you're living a repentant life. You can't, you can't be more pleased. You're, he's not going to be so pleased with you because you did something awesome. He's going to be more pleased with you sitting at his feet. So you can be useful in his hand. We need to listen and mature to who he's made us to be. We need to hear from him. We need to listen. So you can't serve Jesus until you've established that habit of listening to him. He is constantly speaking. He is constantly speaking into your life. He's constantly help wanting you to understand his heart. He's constantly under, applying his word to your heart. So I don't really know how to do that. Well, let me just, we're going to take a practice here in just a minute. It's really about focus. He speaks in all these ways. In just a moment, we're going to take a minute and we're going to try to just listen to God. So you'd bow your heads. Let's just block out the world for a moment. Just ask God this very simple question. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. We do this to block out everyone else. Ask the simple questions. God, what do I need to hear from you? I open my life to you, Lord. What what do I need to hear today? And Lord, what have I been resistant to hearing from you? Lord, what have I been doing What have I been doing to try to earn your favor that blocks my listening? Lord, we know that you want us to know more of your voice you want to tell us more than we're ever willing to hear. Help us to hear from you regularly. In Jesus' name, amen. Now this morning, I want you to make this a commitment, to make it a practice this week that each day, hopefully you're going to have some time to read his word. And whatever your routine is, I want you to add into your routine, God, I just want to sit and listen for a few moments. 
And I want to sit at your feet. And I want to imagine that I'm Mary, even though the world tells me I need to be Martha right now. I'm going to be Mary for just a few moments, sitting at your feet, saying, God, talk to me. I'm not going to limit you. I just want you to speak into my life. Make that a practice this week. And if you may be saying this morning, you know, Steve, I've never received this Jesus that you're talking about. I, I've never received this forgiveness that Julie shared about earlier. I, I've not received that. I, I, I keep really feeling like I need to do more to be better, to be more uh, acceptable to God. And what you need to do is receive the payment he made for your sin. Today, would you say yes to Jesus? I want to receive your gift of salvation. I want to be your child so that I can hear your voice. I'd love to talk with you after we're done today. But make that commitment. I want to hear your voice, oh Lord. Would you bow with me? Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to our website at fbcdelray.com. Also, click the share button so you can share this message with a friend or someone in need as we seek to know Jesus, to know others, and to make him known. We cry out, we cry out.